Assalamu alaikum everyone. So this episode is an exciting one. We're going to talk about investing in your emotional relationships and how the investments that you make emotionally are probably, if not one of the biggest ones you'll make in your life. So why exactly do I think that? I think that some automatically already might disagree with me or the title that emotional investments are probably one of the most important things that you will do on this dunya. So I'm gonna lay out my claim real quick. So I have done my fair share of investments and lots of things <laughs> financially. I have done my fair share of investments and other stuff as well. And in my brutally honest opinion, when I think about the concept of money and the dunya and people and your deeds, we obviously know that the thing that outlives all of us and the thing that is going to get us to Jannah for those Allah is our good deeds, is what we did on this dunya, is how we help people, benefit people, what not, what not, what not. Y'all know that. But now when we push that concept aside real quick and we talk about it from a dunya level, we know automatically that the people we keep around us obviously have an impact on who we become in this life and obviously have an impact on where we'll go in the hereafter. Because sometimes your own best friends can be the people that lead you to a very bad place in the next life because they encourage you to do some haram, you did the haram, you have your fair share, they have their fair share, or the people around you right now even in the dunya are not necessarily good people and they entice you to do wrong stuff. And we've talked about that and I think that is an obvious. That's not necessarily where I want to start. When we step away from the discussion of how your friends affect your ahirat, which is something again I've talked about a lot and how obviously they can end you up in a bad place and we talk about your friends and just the relationships that you keep in your life right now i think it's so important to bring up the fact that your emotional investments and emotional debt is what can put you in the worst place in life i've seen lots and lots of people that invest that are very very smart financially they have so much going for them but they invest in the most in the worst relationships when it comes at an emotional perspective, which completely destroys everything they've built previously. So I felt this to be an important topic. For starters, I want to say that in my brutally honest opinion, I do think that emotional investments are probably one of the most important investments you will make after spiritual investments, the investments that you make in your ahirat, the investments that you make with your good deeds, the investments that you do to strive for jannah for those al-ala. So obviously, that's at the top. Deen is at the top. Okay, I've acknowledged that and I'm saying that in the beginning, just in case anyone has missed that, deen is at the top. But speaking on a second level, I think that when we talk about emotional investments, it's so important to realize that a lot of us human beings are actually struggling with emotional debt. Now, what is that? The debt of never saying I love you, the debt of constantly suppressing your feelings, of being the way that you are, of, you know, constantly pushing people away. And this is very important because what a lot of people tend to do is they undermine this and they say, well, that's not, I'm not in emotional debt because of that. Yeah, you are. Because the issue with being in emotional debt is that a lot of times you don't actually realize it until you end up in a burden load of your own type of trauma and your own type of mishaps and broken hearts. You end up realizing a little too late with financial loans and being in financial debt. You see it accumulate, you know, if if you keep up track with your finances, you'll see it, it'll be there, you'll be aware. But with this one, you won't be aware, you won't get notifications, you won't get alerts, you won't get daily mail, you won't get emails, you won't get something in your, at your home's mailbox, you're not going to get anything for this one, because this is what you do with the people around you. And so if you are the type of person that sets relationships on fire and burns bridges very, very quickly, 
in the name of I'm protecting my energy when you might actually be the one that is the negative one, lots of people end up in emotional debt that way. The emotional debt of not saying what needs to be said. You know, my mom, she always says this thing. It's I think it's like a poem type of thing that she has read from somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> but she she says the saying that's always say what you want to say until there comes a time that you won't be able to say it. Something like that. And I feel like I, I've always agreed with that quite well. Lots of people sit there and they sulk in their walls of their house. Very, very sad about what they were not able to say about, oh, I wish I just said something beforehand. If I said something, things would be different. I wish that I stepped up and did what I should have done then, things would be different. I wish, I wish, I wish. And we know that in Islam, walking down the path of I wish, but only if like that can lead to really bad doors and, you know, shaitan's waswasa, so we should avoid it. But lots of people undeniably do go through you know, that feeling of, I just wish that I did something, or I spoke up sooner, or I told this person how I really felt about them. Because what a lot of people do is they think that they have time. They sit there silently. They let whatever they want go, flow, come, whatever, and, and that's cool. But when you know you're ready to leap into something, you need to use your mouth. A closed mouth doesn't get fed. And if you're someone who's just standing on the outsides thinking, I want this thing, I want this thing, you have to speak up and say you want it. What a lot of people do is they don't speak up and say they want it. And since they don't speak up for it, they don't get it. And then they live their entire life feeling, you know, this sense of emotional depth on them that, oh my God, if only I said something. Y'all, okay, I feel like I say debt, debt, it's, it's, I say it the weirdest way. <laughs> Hold on, because pause. I just know all of the finance people are like, why does she say debt like that? Emotional debt. 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 Mm, I don't know. I've been doing this since I was a kid. That's how I've heard people say it growing up. That's how they say it in New York. You know what? I'm not crazy. Because I did see this right before. I don't know. People tell me that it's an accent. I don't, I don't, I don't think I got an accent. I know I don't have an accent. I, I don't think I do. Wait, debt. 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 <laughs> no 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 guys do i say the word debt weird emotional debt emotional debt debt mm, i sound i say it weird hold on let's ask google i know how to say it i i think that i say it right but you know i just feel like someone's gonna dm me saying why do you say it like that debt 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 that's what i say emotional debt because we don't emotional emotional debt emotional no no no, no, emotional debt. Forget it. Let's keep going. Who cares? I'm gonna say it like this. And if you don't like it, too bad. Because I don't need your opinion, okay? So emotional debt. If you don't like the way that I say that, I don't care, okay? That is how I've been saying it. That's how I've been saying it since 2004, okay? And it's gonna keep going that way. Emotional debt. So lots of people end up in emotional debt because of that, because you did not speak up when you should have spoken up. And now you're sitting here crying, saying that, oh, well, I wish I had that, or I wish I just said I love you sooner, I wish I appreciated my parents, which is another one. Lots of kids live their entire lives away from their parents and their own hobbies and their own goals, nothing wrong with that, but they give no time of day to their family. Then when their old parents, unfortunately, pass away, they have so much guilt that if only I just spent a little bit time with them, if only I gave them 20 minutes out of my entire day, if only I talked to them a little bit before bed, before I decide to sit there for two hours and just scroll on my phone or work all day or go to the gym, like if only I just, 
gave them 10 minutes of my time. Now, I understand that some people say, well, I don't have that relationship with my parents. They don't care whether they see me or not. They've left me out at a younger age and just growing up, they've always excluded me. So they don't really care what I have to say or what I think. I understand. But to a degree, the reality is no matter how much of you think, oh, I hate my parents. My parents did me like this or that or that. When time comes, you're still going to miss your parents. Right now, you have this choice to choose to neglect them. You have this choice to choose that I don't want to be around my mom right now. My ma- my dad made me mad. I'm not going to be around you. This is a choice you have, right? But once they're dead, you don't have a choice. So once they're dead, that's it, right? And this is a very sad discussion for some because the thought of losing a parent is just I don't even want to talk about it, but that the reality is you have a choice right now. And so you want to make the right choice of constantly being involved with your family, even if they have a type of attitude. Now, of course, when we're talking about the other end of the spectrum where you're seeing abuse and things like that, then that's something different. But you should definitely try your best to be involved with your family if you aren't already especially if your family is supporting and loving but you're just so busy and i have my own goals i have to do this for myself i have this i like your life and your schedule and you being busy that's just gonna go on as we get older we're only gonna get more busier so you have to learn how to make time for the people you love so that's why making smart emotional investments is so important because at our grown age we have people who make very very bad emotional investments in different people by unloading their baggage sharing personal emotional stuff that they shouldn't be leading them to getting attached and they end up creating an emotional investment in that person every single little bit of you that you share to someone especially this is an advice for the unmarried people when you're not married and you decide to share emotional baggage or whatnot whatnot that's an investment you made in that person because now that person to a degree they know something about you that it's it's definitely sacred information so you want to be careful about how much you tell someone that's one thing secondly no one's saying that you can't be open and honest about what the situation is but you do have to remember that at some degree to another emotional investments they can come back to bite you lots of men unfortunately make very very poor emotional investments i've seen women become a lot more careful and i'm not saying this because i'm a girl please don't you know if if you know me i'm not like that i don't care to do all that gender war stuff but i've seen a lot of girls make smarter emotional investments because they tend to get heartbroken more easily so they decide that okay well i don't want to be around this guy now don't get me wrong it takes some girls like six years to leave a dude that wasn't worth it (laughs) without a doubt it takes some time but they are very very cautious what i've seen men i've noticed on the other hand are very very dilly dally okay yeah every girl's a good girl every girl's a good woman yeah you know i could just impressed with my money or i can just do that and i feel like they've taken the situation too lightly and so they tend to just kind of scatter themselves among women and that's a little little bit of an emotional investment that you put everywhere now the argument that i usually hear back is well i don't consider that to be an emotional investment because if it's just a little bit little bit everywhere or i don't actually take this person seriously it's not an emotional investment i'm just spending time well perhaps you don't know how valuable time is because time is one thing you can never get back ever you can get money money comes and goes you lose some you win some you'll get your money back but you won't ever get your time back your time back in this dunya and the time that you invest is just as valuable which is why the emotional investments that you make require time which is why every single emotional you know investment you make comes to question does this even deserve your time because 
people want to argue back that oh i'm you know it's just i'm just spending time i'm just using this person i'm just disloyal already that's not okay but emotional investments require time because to completely invest and devote yourself to something you need time even if that's a little bit of what you do because sometimes it's not about what you invest in it's how much you put in that gets you where you need to get to for example there are times when you make financial investments in the stupidest things but somehow they just hit home they hit rocket because there's a niche for it there's a market for it there's you might not think it's a first world problem you might think that this is such a stupid issue what what's this but when there's a market for it there's a market for it so when you make money for it you make money for it it don't matter whether you you know whatever you feel about it whether you think that that's the most stupidest thing to exist on the planet yo there's a niche there's a market there's money right so at that point you know if you have the skill you have the talent whatever you do you do okay you get money out of it cool right so you might think that okay that's a stupid investment you know i don't i don't it's not my dream it's not my desire but i'm gonna put money into this and yo like i made money out cool and this could be something that you put the least time towards but you got a good reward out of it did you not right now in some cases it comes to be that you invest and believe in something that you love dearly like this is like it could be a saturated market. They could have multiple solutions, but you're convinced that what I have to offer in this market is going to hit home. So you put all your time and all your energy towards it and you make nothing out. You absolutely receive nothing. You get nothing. It's just input, input, input. And the only thing that you're receiving is, you know, closed doors and closed ends, but you're so passionate about what you believe in that it keeps you going. Now, I'm not saying that human beings are like investments, but unfortunately, sometimes it's the same. There are some people in your life that when you invest, 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 invest in them, and they actually don't have much of an interest in you or that market is already saturated, vice versa. They just don't give, give a flying crap about you to say it in simple terms. Because, you know, sometimes some women, they invest their time in men that are so emotionally unavailable and scattered among different women. Invest, invest, invest. Keep putting your time and time and time and time and time and energy in him. You're like, I'm gonna make him different. I'm gonna make him different. You end up with nothing in return. Now, if you really believe and you have a passion for this and you think that, oh, this is going to be different. This is going to be different. That's one thing. But I mean, it really depends how much of, of him do you think is different? How much of him is really different? Or is it just an infatuation? Likewise, sometimes, you know, the stuff that you do carelessly without thinking twice about sometimes give you the biggest reward. Sometimes the times that you think that, oh, I'm just going to do this for someone or I just think that I'm going to help this person. I don't think much of it gives you the greatest reward. One of the greatest rewards that I received in my life in regards to emotional investment, and I don't want to call it an investment because it sounds weird, but just saying in regards to human beings, that was just an analogy to kind of make it make sense to some people from that term. So one of the most interesting situations for me personally was I, so I teach a bunch of different stuff, right? I teach Quran, whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. So I teach a bunch of different stuff. And I had this one girl reach out to me and she was my first ever person ever like first ever 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 to learn and reaches out to me and she goes hey like i would love to like you know do what you do all right cool she pays me and i hop on and the time that worked for me and her was like at 10 o'clock at night so i was like cool so i sat down at 10 o'clock at night and i thought that okay like i'm just gonna let's see like what where this goes i didn't think that anything would happen that girl's my best friend today literally my best friend my my whole heart she's one of my best friends today and i've met her not so long ago probably like in march literally one of my best friends now so what was supposed to be like a 30 minute talk thing turned into like me and her talking for like two hours just 
on such an amazing person and she told me stories about how like she'd paid like lots of money to talk to a lot of the people before but she actually ended up feeling very very disheartened so like she spent the investment she put in the money and the person really was a disappointment and so she was saying how she was super super happy to talk and whatnot whatnot and it worked out great and now we're literally like best friends and obviously you know that's the situation's different now but by all means she literally tells me herself all the time she's like i literally thought nothing much of it like i just thought that okay cool like i'll just talk maybe I, I genuinely didn't see anything else like she did not expect it to be the way that it is today and that's what i'm saying sometimes the stuff that you invest in that you never actually see coming back towards you come back for you and that can be a good thing and a bad thing it could be a good thing if you are kind to everyone you invest in everyone you're good to everyone there's a difference between investing in everyone in a good way and investing in everyone in the i want to play you i want to spend time way there's, there's a very big difference when you invest in everyone in a good way that doesn't necessarily mean you're investing yourself that just means that you're investing your resources and your time a lot of the resources that we have that we hold on to for dear life like oh i have this i work for this i got this i got this i made this did you do it or did allah place it to you you know, I talked to some people that may be podcasters that may be this, that may be that. You know what I've, you know what I've noticed? You know what I've noticed? You know, I feel like there's a perception that people that are influencers, quote, quote, or people that are podcasters or whatnot, whatnot, probably are the most gatekeepy people, probably the most open people I've met in my life. I've talked to some normal people who gatekeep every single little bit of information. And I'm like, what are you gatekeeping? Like, why is it so, like, why? Like, you gotta ask them the basicest questions. I remember there was this one time that one of my podcasts that, like basically this whole podcast one of the biggest pushing factors that inspired me and i have a bunch of them and i've talked about them before just like you know being in a state where i live at being lonely not having muslim friends wanting to talk about my pain to purpose whatnot one of the things that really inspired me and changed my life was actually talk ya hook and i don't talk about them on here because i don't know like they don't they don't listen to me obviously and it's like i don't want to i don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable but i remember this one day i was sitting on youtube i had my laptop open and it was because i was like doing my pre-calculus and i had youtube open on the other tab because i wanted to look for something just to listen to and i saw like talk your hook and it was like their thumbnail and i was like what's this and i was done with my homework so at that time i closed the laptop and i was like i'll come back for that tomorrow what is it called what is it called let me remember the name and i wrote i think i like i tried to write, write it down or something and so then the next day i came back in the same afternoon i was doing my math homework and i went on youtube and i typed it in listened to their work i fell in love and i loved absolutely everything about the concept of just this amazing you know like just out there for the youth people i love that the way that that was their target audience and i loved it and they know that i've talked to them before and i've told them straight up like y'all literally inspired me to start my own podcast i kid you not they did and when i started my podcast like i genuinely like i was like oh my god like these random two dudes <laughs> one day on my youtube inspired me to start a podcast and now look look where it is today right so and i remember i started listening to them when they had like very little subscribers like very little anything no one knew of them and i was like this is a gold mine bro this is serious and I, I i loved what they did and i still do but obviously i think they're on a break right now or something like that but i i one of my favorite podcasts like that is like the podcast that like i will drop everything and i'll i'll watch it right and I feel like they don't know. I mean, I told them before, like we've talked that like, oh, you know, like how much their podcast inspired me and whatnot. They're, they're so, they're so nice people. Like one time I DM them and I was like, Hey, I just wanted a mic recommendation. Came and like told me everything, links and everything, like such nice people. And I feel like I look at them. And the reason why I talk about that example particularly here is because I look at them. And if you look at their platform and their fan base, mashallah, it's it's big. It's nice, right? Mashallah. And I feel like what a lot of people tend to do is when they become clouded or like big headed, they 
tend to come to the point where they're like, I'm not telling you anything. I'm going to be gatekeepy. I'm going to be like this. I'm going to be like that. But they are so in touch with their fans, which is something that I wanted to start doing with myself, which is why when I made my podcast, I was like, I'm, I want to make sure that I do that as well. Because I remember I DM them once, one time when they first started like everything and whatnot, like I posted on my story. I remember they DM back and it was just a nice conversation. And then one time they were live on Instagram, um, no, on TikTok. And so I went to the live on TikTok and I was just, you know, like they were just talking. They're like, oh, where's everyone from? And so I just commented and it was from my TikTok, my Islamic feelings TikTok. And they're like, oh my God, we remember you. And I, mind you, like I DM them like ages ago. And I felt like that really spoke to me to the point that like actually having a good relationship with your audience is so important. And so I felt, I found that to be like very, very wholesome, if anything. And I was like, see like that is what i feel like should be more normalized so many people get a little bit of an audience and it goes over their head and it boosts them up everywhere and so i remember seeing their work and what they did and i was like yeah i'm gonna make a podcast because i got so inspired by it because i was doing everything on tiktok already but then i just felt like i was in that in-between stage where i was like i don't want to show my face on social media but i do want to talk and i do want people to hear what i gotta say so i'm gonna do that and literally such nice people may allah bless them mashallah so if you don't know about their podcast go listen to it. it's called talk Hook. it's run by two guys and it's just amazing it's such a good podcast even if you're a girl like you can you can relate to it. it's such a good podcast but um so i used to listen to them all the time and i remember like in my high school days especially like when i was first starting out and i was just going through like the worst depression of everything <laughs> i used to listen to them and i was like man how crazy would it be like if i did something that would help you know the girls and i did something that would help other people and so then that was also one of the pushing reasons why i have my podcast today but i sometimes sit here and i think about it i know for me personally as being someone who has a podcast i think about my end i think about how when i started out you know just throwing out little eight minute videos on spotify you know eight minute audios thinking okay well no one's gonna listen to this and out of nowhere people started listening to it and then out of nowhere like it became something and i was like whoa 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 it makes me think like what started off as like a little you know childish thing of just me in my closet talking turned to this so now i feel like i can never thank allah enough because what started off as being something childish is now saving people's lives and not childish in a you know in a baby way but childish in the sense of like i never thought too much of it i was just like hey let's just talk let me just put out what i gotta say and let's see what people gotta say about it right and then now i receive dms of people saying how to save their life and i can never i can never offend them that enough like <laughs> that's crazy so alhamdulillah for that all praises to allah but you never realize like what little thing what little post that you put out on the internet that is changing people's lives you never realize what little investment that you're doing in other people that changes people's lives which is why i was talking about resources before i went off on this tangent like little little resources i've talked to some people who are so gatekeepy about everything everything and it's like why the hell are you so gatekeepy bro if i go down to the walmart i'll probably find what you're talking about why are you being so gatekeepy some people are so gatekeepy and it's like why are you like that and then i've seen some people on the other end of the spectrum bigger podcasters not gatekeepy at all i don't know if y'all heard about the word affairs i love her too one of my first ever like podcast friends right reaching out to me such a sweet girl supporting my work whatnot whatnot saying like oh we're so alike and you know you remind me of myself in a way and just she's literally one of my best friends now and it's just like that's that's what i'm saying y'all be sitting there gatekeeping resources gatekeeping this gatekeeping that and i've noticed that the people that are honestly the most big-hearted kind people are the people that get somewhere in life
and i just gave you examples of like different podcasters and stuff because that's just speaking on this level but even off of another level when i talk to normal people at school at this at that i've always seen the people who are most open and giving succeed more i've always seen those people succeed more so sometimes investing in emotional i'm sorry emotional relationships and just in people in general it's not about investing you know your love and your loyalty it's just about being there maybe giving them the resource maybe giving them a platform maybe giving them to something to help off of for you know what i'm saying like sometimes it's that little thing that resource you know something they don't know and you can tell them that and it'll change their life you never know what little resource what little video what little tiktok that you're posting helps people sometimes when i see a tiktok that helps me i save it in my camera roll and i just watch it like repeatedly sometimes because sometimes certain messages need to be heard more than once to really sit in your brain and i feel like the person who made the tiktok they have no clue they have no clue that i'm sitting there just re-watching their tiktok like yeah uh-huh second time around yeah you heard her third time around mm-hmm. just wailing my eyes like sometimes when i'm really sad like that's what helps me like listening to like a certain message over and over again till it really imprints in my head and i tell myself i'm like hero like take that in the person who made the tiktok has no clue right they just posted out there they probably thought that this was nothing they just posted out the resource they just posted out the platform maybe the time they put in the time to like maybe add captions to their video make a nice pretty video or you know share an audio from some shake or something they put in the resource they put in their time they just edited it together and then they thought okay i'm just gonna put this on tiktok they didn't know that someone from a part of the world saved it and they're watching it every day to make themselves feel better think about the reward with that think about the fact that someone was about to cry and you literally made them smile let that really sink in let that sink in okay and so that's what i'm saying that you can be a very very kind open-hearted person and share your resources with people spread knowledge help people you know whether that's through book recommendations other people can gain a certain knowledge whatever 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 emotional investments are not always you know delving your hole into someone sometimes it's just about the little things the little little stuff and that is so important to remember so what some people do is instead of being you know acknowledging of that they tend to just be bitter hearted towards everyone i'm not talking to you i'm not telling you i'm not being like this i'm not telling you nothing like they're so greedy they're so greedy with every single little thing it's one thing to be gatekeepy it's nothing to be like greedy like they're just greedy with every single little thing and it's like like really and it's like it, it just it baffles me and i've noticed that people like that don't really get far they don't like they want to be greedy with every single little thing and they want to say oh well i don't want to put emotional investments in anyone i don't want to get attached to no one putting an emotional investment in someone takes time it takes loyalty it takes effort and now what some people do is that they play around with emotional investments they pull in and out just like some people when they're in the stock market they pull in and out i had a long term in my life where i was a day trader y'all don't even want to know this <laughs> i was a day trader i had the law yo switch the topic i had the longest stories of those i my my stock market stories are crazy they're crazy that is just that's that i could make an episode on those the stuff that i did you don't even want to know you don't even want to know matter of fact my parents don't even know you don't even want to know what crazy stuff i did but you some people they just pull in and out and you can't do that with emotional investments real emotional investments that i'm talking about with people you love require time it requires energy it requires hard work it requires sweat it requires tears it requires a lot of work and if you're someone that's standing on the sidelines thinking that i'm never going to emotionally invest in anybody because it takes work well then guess what you're going to live your entire life sitting there emotionally unavailable and feeling sad that you don't have someone or that you don't have this best friend or you don't have this person but in order to have people in your life you have to put the step fourth i meet so many girls that are like oh i wish i had friends yeah i have lots of muslim people around me but i'm just too shy to talk to them and i'm like what 
what like put that shyness aside for a second i know it's not easy but like go up to them say assalamualaikum how are you you know some of the ways that i've met different hijabis like at those events that i had to go through was they would just come up to me i like your outfit i'm like yeah i like your outfit the next thing you know we're just talking it's the little things you gotta find the little excuses to talk to someone when i used to go to sunday school when i was very very young and we used to see a new kid there i used to just go up to them and be like hey and he's like uh hey and i was like i'm gonna sit here and i just used to just sit down and then majority of the time those kids used to be lonely they didn't have anyone with them they used to be new which means that they were probably looking for someone they were just shy and so sometimes i'd be like what's your favorite candy you know there's a candy store right there we could go to the candy store just just you need an excuse that's the thing like if you go up to someone you're like hey let's be friends like that's weird but sometimes you just need that little bit of excuse to talk to someone and make someone smile and you don't know where it ends up so lots of people want friends they want oh i want a best friend i want this i want that but you're not willing to make any step for it so it's like, how can you sit here and complain for something that you never worked for? You know what I'm saying? That's my opinion. And then on vice versa, some people, they complain and cry about marriage. Oh, I want to get married. I want to get married. I wanted this person. But now they're married to someone else. Did you say something? Did you say something? I see on TikTok all the time, people, you know, recording themselves crying. Oh, seeing the love of my life get married to someone else. Did you say something? Share that part of the story. Did you say something? Did you speak up and say you wanted that person? Did you try to make a halal? Did you meet their parents? Did you do any of that? But the majority of the time, the story comes out they didn't. Then it's like, what right do you have to sit here and cry? What right do you have to sit here and feel sad? Because you didn't even do anything. I understand. I'm not saying you can't feel sad. I get it. But like, if you're not even putting in the work, like, what's what's the what's the point? Some people want, you know, a perfect spouse so bad. They want a religious, perfect, pious spouse, but you're not willing to put in the work within yourself. You have to emotionally invest in yourself as well. And emotionally investing in yourself is probably one of the most important relationships and investments that you will make in your life because what you invest in yourself is what you give out to others what you put into yourself is what you show others so when you don't choose to invest in yourself you are ultimately saying i don't care for myself i don't love for myself i don't necessarily care when you don't invest in the time to work out to take care of your body to make sure you're getting rid of bad people to add good people in your life this is very important when you're not making sure to invest in the good spiritual aspects of you, this is important. This is a problem. So if you're not investing in yourself emotionally, you're throwing yourself in a very, very bad place. Then you're expecting other people who have emotionally invested in themselves to start investing in you. But why should someone invest in something that no one sees any hope in, that you yourself don't see any hope in? Let's be honest. Can I be honest with you? I know that some of these business finance dudes are going to defer with me. If I start a business... And I'm going to be honest with you, and I don't see hope in the business, and it's just a cash grab, quote, quote, I'm going to be honest with you, I would invest in my own business. That's reality. So many people start businesses that they don't actually believe in. They're just kind of like, uh, mm, I just kind of need to pay off that semester of college. And hey, sometimes it takes a takes a skyrocket. Sometimes they become very wealthy. And sometimes it works. In the beginning, you know, you might not believe in it. But the reality is, would you invest in what you are believing in? That's the, that's the question. Some people are like, yeah, I would, because I genuinely know the project that I'm building is very valuable. Cool. Great then the same way, think of yourself like a project. Would you want someone else investing in you? Probably yes. So would you want to invest in yourself? You should. You have to look in the mirror and say that I see something worthy in this person. I see something worthy in me. And before anyone else in the world sees it, I see it. Some of the most successful businesses that are run today are run by people that people literally laughed at. We see companies that are so big today that when they first started off, everyone humiliated them, laughed at them, mocked them. Now there are some of the most richest entrepreneurs of the world and they're very, very wealthy, without doubt. So 
sometimes what you need is not emotional investments from other people, not other people's support, not other people's, you know, this, this, that. It's it's nice, but sometimes that's not what you need. Sometimes you need to get down and work on yourself because the most important investment that you'll make is yourself. But a lot of people are not ready to do that because the investment in yourself is the hardest investment that you'll make in your life because you know everything about this investment. You know everything about this investment. You can lie to the world about it. You can lie to everyone else about it. You can tell the entire world what it's like. You can lie to the entire world. You can tell the entire world you're a type of way that you're not. You can lie to the entire world and say that you work out every day and you eat healthy. You can lie to the entire world and say that you are, you know, so passionate and so hardworking and so loyal and so committed. But at the end of the night, when you are with you, you know who you are. So it's very difficult to invest in an investment where you know the bad and the good. Because when we see these other investments that go out on the market, we know that, oh, we see the good. Majority of the time, we see the good, and you gotta dig up the bad. You gotta dig up on what's behind the situation. You as a human being is very much the same. I'm not saying that, you know, us human beings are like money and currency, nothing like that. I'm not saying that, okay? This is just an analogy. But you're very much the same. You can lie to the world, but you can't lie to yourself, okay? You can lie to the world, but you cannot lie to yourself. So you can lie to yourself as much as you want if you think that'll make you feel better. But at the end of the night, you won't be able to. Because at the end of the night, you know that you're not who you're saying you are to the world. And that's why investing in yourself is one of the most difficult things that you'll do. Because you have to see that potential in you before anyone else sees it in you. Now, when we talk about emotional investments on other people, do you realize how expensive time is? Seriously, I know I sound like someone's coach accountant, like their little finance mans. Give me a break, okay? But do you know how expensive? Do you know that? Do you know how expensive time is? How expensive it is to invest time? And so, so many men sit here and they invest time and women do this too. Women do this too, where they want to see how much they can get out of every man. How much will he give me? How many presents will he give me? What expensive thing will he buy me? You know, is he going to buy me this thing that costs like $200 different dollars? Is he going to buy me flowers? Is this guy going to show up on Thursday, take me out? Some men, how much can I get laid by her? How much will she give me? Will she have my kids? Is she going to stay silent? Can I use her? Da, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. So unfortunately, some people do waste their time like that and they don't realize how valuable time is. And with that also comes emotional attachment because you're just trying to see how much you can get out of someone. But pushing the disloyal, the cheaters, the, you know, the manipulators and the gold diggers aside for a second, you know, there's some people in our ummah who, I mean, obviously lots of teens and even just, you know, people in their 20s and whatnot that they want to get married. They actually want to do the right thing. They don't want to do any of that laying stuff. They're not disloyal. They're not cheaters. They just genuinely want to get married, right? But they feel a sense of confusion, a sense of, I don't know if this person's good for me. I don't know about this person. I don't know this. I don't know that. And then some people try to justify by getting in a haram relationship, saying they're going to know that person better if they get in a haram relationship, as if you're going to know anything about that person besides expensive dinners and nice flowers and manipulation and infatuation. You won't know anything because now it's just clear open gate for that person to come in and show whatever they want about you but some people they genuinely do feel like i don't know so i'm gonna put one question forth and i want you to genuinely answer this question and pause this podcast and i want you to think about this i don't want you to take this question from one and out the other so this is very important okay get yourself together get yourself in a quiet corner if you're listening to me while you're working pause for a second because this is a very important question some people get so infatuated or just so worried as a whole, like, I don't know, I really like this person, I really want to marry them, I really want to marry them, you know, I don't, I really want them, and yes, this person may have some red flags, yes, this person may have good, but I just really want to marry them, but I just don't know if I should. I'm going to ask you one question, and I, this will erase everything that you have going on in your brain. If I said to you right now, 
put away culture, put away money, put away finance, put away school, put away degrees, put away all your worldly worries of, you know, finances and living and he lives in another state and I'll have to live here and we don't have the finances or I'm not done with school. Put all that away. Put culture away. Put your parents away for a second. If someone said to you right now, putting all that away, marry this person this, this second, would you do it? Would you do it? This second, the way that they are, the exact way that they are, the exact way they are, no changing, no waiting, no changing. So if this man doesn't pray five times a day or he's iffy on his prayers, just like that, you're gonna have to marry him. If this girl, you know, is giving off tendencies that she doesn't actually necessarily care to do proper tarbiyat or have kids or she doesn't necessarily even necessarily care to become a best version of herself. She doesn't have non-negotiables. She doesn't have goals. She doesn't, you know, maybe you're iffy on how loyal she is. This second you have to marry her. Would you do it? Would you do it? This right now, right now you have to marry her. Would you do it? Right now, you have to marry him. Would you do it? <laughs> Would you do it? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You know why? Because there's something holding you back. Because you know that this person has some issues. Putting aside culture, putting aside all that, put put aside your parents, put aside what anyone's going to say. Would you do it? You would not. You would not. So why are you sitting here fretting and worrying and stressing over this person if you wouldn't do it now? Why? I got to yell at y'all this moment though, because for real, why are you sitting here worried? I get so many DMs from people saying how they're worried and how they want this and that. And I'm like, okay, then like, just go for it. And then it's like a hundred different things. But putting aside the fact that they have to go to school or finance or their parents or culture, put all that aside. Right now, if I said to you, marry that person, would you do it? This instant, bro. This instant. Like we're going to get an imam. This instant. Get y'all married. This instant. Would you do it? You wouldn't. The reality is a lot of people wouldn't. Probably 0.5% of people said yes. And if you're that 0.5% of people that you have so much confidence in this person and who they are right now that you'd go for it, go for it. Go for it, you know? And then invite me also. Invite me. DM me, I'll send you my address. Invite me. <laughs> invite me. Who said that? But invite me. Hey, hey. I, I, we can have fun. Besides the point. Majority of everyone else said no. So for a second, what I've noticed is that what people do is they bring in barriers. There's no doubt that education, degree, finances, culture, parents, all this, that, and it, it's it's barriers. There's a lot of different things. Some things, okay, your parents are cool with. Then the culture aspect comes in. Then maybe everyone's cool with everything, but then the finance comes in. So there's different barriers, different variations for everybody. But if you were to put all of that aside and genuinely right now, like it was open gate, like just walk through, marry that person, would you do it? You wouldn't do it. The reality is because you know that there's some stuff about them that is kind of not okay with you, but you are so focused on the barrier of this person lives in another state so oh that's probably why no no because listen to me when someone's written for you nothing can take that person away from you no amount of time no amount of barriers no amount of cultural wars nothing but the reality of the matter is if you wouldn't say yes right now to the person itself then this is not right because you're having a hundred different excuses of, oh yeah, I really like that person. I find them really attractive. That's cool. You can like someone. You can find them attractive. But that definitely does not mean that they're the ones that you have to marry. You know, like that doesn't mean you have to go forth with it. Because if you can't sit here in this moment and say yes to their character as they are right now, then it isn't right. It isn't right. So many women sit here and they're like, oh yeah, he's iffy on his five prayers. He's iffy about praying. He's iffy about reading Quran. He's not consistent or he struggles to be consistent, whatever, whatever, whatever. And, but they're like dieharding over this man. Like they're, they're head over heels over him. Like they just don't even want to imagine their life with anyone else. 
And they've waited years and years for this man to get act right, for this man to start praying, for his man to do this or that or that, or focus on barriers. Girl, at the end of the night, if the man himself right now, you aren't willing to marry him, then you have no business with him. And that's how you avoid a lot of emotional investments. Would you marry this person right now? No? You wouldn't? Okay, then you have no business talking to them. You have no business being with them. You have no business DMing them. You have no business texting them. Because if you're not pleased with their character in this moment, putting aside all different barriers, then this person's not for you. Now, let's say you are pleased with this person's character. Both of you are pleased. Then, of course, the barriers come to discussion. Culture, parents, whatever, whatever, whatever degree, finance, can this person give you their right? Whatever. Well, then that's something to focus on, right? And I think that if you are pleased with that person's character, those barriers on their own, inshallah, if God wills, just smooth out, you know, with Allah's help. It gets better because then you know that the person you're going for is solid. But if right now you putting all that aside, you're sitting here, you're like, mm, I, I wouldn't. Then that says a lot. That says a lot. And all this diehard infatuation and head over heels and, you know, movie tale love land that you're going through is all because you're infatuated. Because if you wouldn't do it right now, it's quite unlikely you would do it two years from now if that person doesn't change. Now, the harsh reality is, and some of y'all don't want to hear this, some men probably heard that question and said, yeah, I'd marry her right now. And some women, the same women that they're probably thinking about, probably said no. And vice versa. Some women probably sat here saying, yeah, I'd marry him right now. And then some men were probably like, yeah, I, hell no, I would not. That says a lot. Because at some point, you are pleased with someone else's character. You're pleased with the fact that they're pious. They pray. They have their life together. They're focusing on the spiritual, emotional, and health. They're focusing on everything. But maybe they're not pleased with you back, which is a very, very big sign that perhaps you are maybe neglecting yourself. Because if someone's not happy with the fact that you're not praying five times a day or that you're iffy about it or they're iffy about the fact that you aren't necessarily striving to be the best you, that, that's, it, that's an issue. That's an issue. And if you aren't intending on changing that, then whether it's right now or two years from now or four years from now, it doesn't matter. It's not going to work out. It's going to be iffy, iffy. And when you get into situations that are iffy, iffy, you know what happens? They become iffy, iffy. Everyone starts bottling stuff up. Then big drama breaks through. And that's just not something you want to get into. So the reality of the matter is I genuinely want you to just take some time out after this episode or even right now just pause it and ask yourself would you really go for it right now if you wouldn't go for it right now then stop wasting your time stop wasting your time stop wasting your energy stop wasting your effort stop wasting everything i can genuinely sit here and tell you what my answers would be to this question if i had to answer them it's that simple so many people are confused they're infatuated i don't know or this person's super good and i really like them and there's this barrier this barrier this barrier forget the barriers if there were no barriers would you go for it a lot of people would say no some people would say i'm not ready yet i, I can't do it this instant then you probably shouldn't be on the market looking then you shouldn't be out here looking to get married right now because if you know that you're not ready ready then you probably should not be looking now i get it that some things they just come on their own time allah's qadr is always going to play and at the end of the night you never know you could be not ready and you know in the middle of your degree and i don't know where like you just made the love of your life and that's just how allah planned it cool you know and some things are meant but you also have to take control on your own emotions and your own thoughts your thoughts are very expensive your emotions are very expensive if i saw this video and i want to talk about it on here if someone said that they would pay you 30 million to buy your eyes would you sell you wouldn't you wouldn't anyone with a little bit of logic wouldn't Anyone who's, you know, a little bit, I don't want to say foolish, but anyone who's just a little bit crazy would be like, yeah, I'll just sell my eyes and then I'll take the 30 million and get new ones. But the reality is 
that's very, very risky because you don't even know, like, what if that doesn't work out? What if Allah wills it doesn't work out? Whatever it is, whatever Allah has given you is very, very valuable to you. So if you wouldn't sell it to someone, then why are you selling your emotions and your thoughts? Why are you investing so much of you in people that wouldn't invest in you? Why are you giving so much of your thoughts to people who don't deserve it? Why? We give away our emotions and our hearts like it's very cheap, like it's on sale, like it's a bargain. And if anything, so many of us bargain with our emotions and our thoughts with people. Oh, well, if he becomes like this, then I will. If, if you know this happens and this happens, then I'll accept it. Or some people, they sit there, they bargain with people to see their worth. I will promise I won't be like this anymore. Or you hate the fact that I talk about my emotional needs. I won't do that anymore. Or they just bargain their plain out worth. They become someone they're not to attract people that are not for them. Stop bargaining your emotions and your thoughts and your heart. This is very expensive. This is very expensive. Your heart is so expensive. Your feelings are so expensive. Why are you just giving them away? Like it's like it's a giveaway. Why are we just throwing our emotions away? Why are we just giving our thoughts away? What you think, you become. A lot of the times what you think about, how you perceive yourself, how you perceive life says a lot about where you end up going. These thoughts that you have in your brain, the 10,000 plus thoughts that you have in your brain at a, you know, just fast speed thinking about this, this, that, very expensive. You are putting something in your brain and thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And why should someone who isn't willing to invest in you emotionally have a big space in your thoughts? Because your thoughts are also an investment. What you think about invests out in your life. What you think about, you end up becoming. What you think about is what you put your energy towards. Why are you giving so much of yourself away to people who wouldn't even give a corner of themselves to you? Why? Your thoughts and your heart and your emotions are so expensive. They're not cheap. They're not just flying on trees. They're not coming out of thin air. Stop that. Stop this BS of giving away so much of your thoughts and your emotions and your heart to people who don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. And if you right now sitting here can't confidently say that you would want to go forth with this person, then you have no business with them anymore. Maybe in two to three years, if they're different, they're praying, you know, they really got their life together. They're really like the ideal person that you see. Go for it. That's different. But right now, it's not your job to sit here and stalk their socials, stalk their life, stalk what they're doing to see if they change. You know, I had a friend who says this thing all the time. She always says to me, Hera, if it's on the internet, it's free game. So if it's public, it's it's public, you, whether you post it or someone else did, if it's on the internet, it's free game. So you really can get mad if people see something about you, whether that's through your friends, social or someone else or someone else or like that, because it was free game and it was mad open. So you have to be careful about what you're putting out there of yourself. I'm telling you one thing for a fact, you have no clue who someone is, but when you start to look at the stuff that they post on their social media, you start to look at the stuff that is maybe their friends or whatnot, whatnot, or the people they hang around on campus or just wherever it may be. When you start to look at what this person posts on social media, the timings, the people that they follow, I know this may sound weird, but if you ever go through a man's following and it's just girls, 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 oh god goodness gracious and it's not even for a reason it's not like like if the girl like posts it's like posting like islamic content like straight up dean content okay like i maybe like okay cool maybe like i know that some people are iffy about that but okay some people see it at the end of the day there's lots of brothers that are posting great dawah too but he's following straight up girls that just post pictures themselves for that's it like sis i find that i don't know in my opinion that's just i don't 
I don't like that. I'm it's just I just don't see a need for it. Like I don't see a need for it. That's just my opinion. And so the stuff that people do on social media, the stuff that they post, whether they're at concerts, going places, doing stuff, their friends, it's it's out there. It's open. You posted it. So, you know, like you hey, hmm, I'm gonna leave it at that. You yo, it's there. And so my friend, she always tells me, she's like, It's if it's out there, it's open game. Because at that point it's like your friend posted it, you posted whatever, it's there. So a thousand other people could see it, but it's there. So someone can be very, very different than you imagine. And then when you see their socials and the stuff that they post, their highlights, their TikToks, whatnot, you're like, what is this? Then you realize this person, someone completely different. And that's the thing. If you're going to sit here in a loop and start stalking their social medias to think, is this person still like that? Is this person still like that? Is he still following girls? Did he unfollow girls? You're going to go crazy. What is this? Are we an FBI database? Why, do I go, why? Why are we doing so much work? That's so much work. At that point, you might as well just stop caring. Because if you have to do this much, like, baby watching, literally babysitting on a man's social media, stop. It grows. Come on, queens. We don't do that. Bestie, we got goals. We got stuff to chase. Ain't nobody got time to sit here and see what he doing. But if you already peeped it, you peeping that he's sitting here liking a bunch of girls' pictures, following a bunch of girls, you know, doing this, doing that, posting this, posting that, like you already saw it, you know, it's too late now. I mean, you saw, you saw, then let it go. Stop stalking their social. Stop stalking what they're doing. Stop stalking where they're traveling. Stop stalking, period. Like, don't even go on their profile. Don't check anything. Don't look at who they're following. None of that concerns you. Again, that's emotional investment. That's time. You know how valuable time is? Those two minutes that you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to check what they posted on their story. That's time. That's freaking time, bro. And we're not going to get that back. I'm yelling at you because you need this. I'm telling you, we all need this wake up call. That's freaking time, bro. You're never going to get that back ever those two minutes and then what happens you see their story you see that they might be following you girls you see that he doing this he doing that then you start feeling sad laying there in bed feeling sad feeling emotional then you spend the rest of your day feeling sad was those two minutes worth it no it wasn't and so sitting here and investing your time and stalking their socials stalking their life seeing who they're with seeing this is time and you're putting your emotions and your time and your thoughts to this person and these are not cheap things these are things that you don't get back okay these are not cheap things. So stop doing that. Stop sitting here stalking and constantly feeling the need to like check up and see what's going on. Like, listen, when someone's written for you and someone's good for you, I'll bring them back in the best way. I understand that it's very difficult to think like, how am I supposed to know if this person's good for me or not? If I don't keep up with their work, I'm telling you a lot of that's just shaitan's what's what's how to keep you up and up and up and in, but you really don't need to be doing all that. What you need to do is keep from tawakkul that Allah will grant you the good people at the good time. That Allah wouldn't give you anything bad. So whether this person's going crazy at concerts and doing crazy stuff and has friends that get drunk all the time and they're doing whatnot, whatnot, free mixing club and whatever, maybe two years later, he'd be someone completely different. I've seen some of the biggest TikTokers, dudes who have like millions of followers, post crazy content and then they would go away inactive off of socials for years and come back and they'd use that same platform to spread dawah, to do Islam-related stuff. And people in the comments would go, oh, we miss your old content. We miss what you posted before. And I'm like, are y'all like, what's what's going on in your brain? Like someone who literally used to post music and stuff like that has now changed their ways and chosen the deen and is using this big, 
big platform to promote the deen what is going on in your mind i never understand people like that people that are in people's comments saying i wish how, i miss how you were before or like when you are when you become more pious and religious and your family members or people around you and friends are like oh i miss how you were before i miss how you were crazy before i missed how you listened to music before i miss how you were more more quote quote fun what's wrong with you what goes on in your brain do you realize how difficult it is to come to that point and through Allah's help, someone came to that point. And now you have the audacity to sit here and say, oh, I miss who you were before. Be quiet. I don't care if you do. Simple as that. Say it as it is. I don't care if you do. Because I like me now. I like the person that I am now. I like me being closer to God now. I don't care how it was before. And that's the mindset you all need to adopt. Don't listen to these people that sit here and say you can't change. Or if you stop listening to music and going out to concerts and clubbing and hanging out with your friends and doing crazy stuff, that you're weird now or that you're not the same person. I don't give a flying crap and you shouldn't either. Because at the end of the day, God will bless you with the right people at the right time. You don't gotta worry. But remember that the emotional investments that you make in your life are very important because you can become super successful and your relationships can be the thing that tears you down. You can build the biggest empire and if you have horrible relationships on the ground, I promise you that those things can tear you down and break you emotionally to the point that you won't even be able to invest your time in anything physically, mentally, spiritually. No. So please be careful. And finally, remember that the emotional investments that you make come back for you. So if you wasted time with someone else trying to waste time, trying to spend time, trying to start flings, it's going to come back to you. That's the beautiful part about life. It always comes back. Whether in this life or the next, it comes back. So if you're sitting here being disloyal, trying to just scatter yourself among people for a little bit of a boost of a fun time, it comes back to you. It does. And if you're someone who's looking for something serious and you just hate wasting your time, always put out your non-negotiables first and genuinely sit here and ask yourself, would you marry this person right now as they are, how they are right now, throwing old barriers aside? If the answer is no, then that clearly says that and no in regards to not that you're not ready, no in regards to the person itself, because there's something about them that you don't like, then stop don't even waste your time with them don't even sit there and stalk their socials don't sit there stalk their life don't sit there caring about them this is not what it's meant to be right now can it come back later yes it's possible it can come back later and you know maybe a low wills maybe that's the person maybe it's not but don't sit here and keep an expectation because if that person's not what you want right now then you don't have any business with them some people probably have said yes i do want to marry that person but maybe the person that you're talking about probably said no so let that sink in. A lot of men are really quick to say, yeah, I'll marry her right now. Yeah, she's pious. She wears a hijab. She does this. She does that. She did that. And then but the girl would actually say no. Because unfortunately, sometimes those girls, we get infatuated so quickly. Oh, you know, he's like this and he's like that. And he's so nice and he's this. That's great. But that's the bare minimum. Some of us girls get infatuated so quickly and it's not nice. So genuinely ask yourself if you wouldn't do it now. Is it even worth it later? That's the question. If they are the exact same person two years later, is it worth it? No, don't lie to yourself. If you wouldn't say yes right now, and if they're the exact, exact same person two years later, don't do that. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. You can force yourself and say that, oh, time changes. Time changes people that want to be changed. Time changes people that want to be changed. Okay? So if you wouldn't say yes right now and two years down the line, you see that this person's the exact same person out, please remember that advice. And that's going to help you with a lot of, you know, not wasting your time. That way you're not sitting here worrying and caring about someone you shouldn't care about. Forget them, move on. The dunya literally chases you. 
when you walk away from it anything and everything that you desire literally comes to you when you let it go leave it up to allah allah will grant you the best things i have this quote that i put on my desk oh and i'm gonna read it to you right now okay so it's on a piece of paper your nafs is just like your enemy once it finds you serious it obeys you if it finds weakness from you it will take you as a prisoner and this is by Ibn al-Qayyam and I just love this quote. It's also my wallpaper on my phone because I just think it says it quite right that if your nafs and your desires and all those things, it's exactly like your enemy. And if you, if it finds you serious and you start to really control those things, it obeys you. But if you fall weak towards them, then it, it's going to take you as a prisoner. Ibn al-Qayyam also has another amazing quote, which I love, which says, speech is your prisoner, but once it leaves your mouth, you become its prisoner. And let that sink in for a second. That speaks volume. Because speech is your prisoner, which means that you control it. It's trapped up inside of you. You get to say what you want to say. But the second it leaves your mouth, you become its prisoner. Now you sit here and regret what you said. You sit here and pay the consequences for it. You sit here and pay whatever reparation for it. So it's your prisoner as long as you, you know, it's, it's, it's in your mouth. But the second you say it, then now you're trapped. So those are two quotes that I love a lot. And yeah, I have a bunch of other ones, but that's besides the point. Remember those things. Remember what I told you. Be careful about how you invest your time emotionally. It's very valuable. All those things can come back to benefit you in this life and the next or bite you. Remember that. Take care of yourself. Have an amazing rest of your day. Hope you guys are doing fine. Yeah. Just send me feedback if if you want. I do love a good feedback. Take care of yourself. Assalamualaikum.